It is, and we always record it. Smart. We always do. It's like um, NFR after hours. The other thing too, though, like for me, it, if we're with National Fire Radio, right, is like we. <coughs> it's funny. We not that we get our. Yeah, we get our. I get my balls broken a lot, right? Because you're doing something. Yeah, but I think it's also right. I think it's because we stay in our lane. Like too many people try to be everything, and here's the deal, right? Could I talk to you about firefighting and could I talk to you about training and the best method for stretching a line and how I do it and how we do this and that? Yeah, I could. I've been doing it for a long time, right? But I don't have the pedigree behind me, nor do I need to have that because I know what I'm good at, right? I don't think, I th- well, I do think, I think one of the biggest problems right now in the fire service is everybody's trying to be everything. And I don't agree with that. But with National Fire Radio, what we're trying to do we're going to align ourselves with guys down the road that want to bring in the training aspect, right? Like, we're taking baby steps, right? We talk about tradition and culture. We brought Pip on with the, with the size up. And the size up is going to be health, wellness, physical fitness, mental fitness, right? Mental mental uh, health, right? Absolutely. Then we have Rush to Bus, which is an EMS platform, right, that we're going to go after EMS. I think EMS, shit. Untapped. Untapped. Not only that, I and, and I don't want this to come off wrong but there's no excitement in it like everybody the down rate every, is huge yeah but it, but because in, the, you're dealing talk with about it. Yeah. dealing with what are you dealing with a mess you're dealing with a mess you're dealing with gi bleeds yep. which is nasty sure. you walk in you know what the smell is you know it's almost very similar to firefighting right but now you get you get you're new what happens there's certain departments that immediately throw you right on the uh, right on the bus and now you get burnt. And, but the amount of call volume that we have, yeah. EMS supports fire. Oh, I, I get it. And I, it's, it's, you got to look at that. But I, also, but I also know that there's a cadre of individuals out there that are lifers in EMS. Because they love that. And, right. And I, and I think that in this world, EMS plays second fiddle to fire and police and it's everything else. It's the redheaded else, right? stepchild. It is. And, and what we're trying to do at National Fire Radio with Rush to Bus with Pete and Julie was really understanding that there's a culture out there that nobody's really talking about. You know, there are they need people. need to be heard from. Right. And not only that, but the cool thing about EMS is it's always changing, right? The fire service is really steeped in what we do, right? Yep. There hasn't been in the last 10, 20 years earth-shaking changes to our industry. The only thing I, I'll, I'll debate you Go on. Go ahead. Talk to me. Thermal imaging. It's the technology side. And PPE's gotten better. Yep. And all, but, right. I'm not going to argue any of that. But that's helping. You know, like guys like Andy Starnes, right. who's who's teaching thermography and everything else. And, and the numbers are coming out. We're finding people 75% faster. You're finding victims 99% of the time. Right. With the use of a properly trained... I listened, I listened to your podcast about all that. And okay. I was... I, really? I, like, I... So there's not many pieces of content that I did well, digest, right? Because truly my day is quite busy, so I don't get the opportunity. But when I'm in a truck, I don't listen to anything but podcasts. And that's what really got me started on National Fire Radio. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I enjoy you and Sean and um, the Thin Red Line. I, I truly enjoy that because you guys have had some really great guests on. And the one with the thermal imaging, man, there were a couple things in there that I was... I. Really, I sat back when I, I know exactly where I was. I shouldn't admit this, but I sat in the parking lot. 
at Rutt's Hut. <laughs> and I listened to the last like 10 minutes of it in the truck. And and I, I was like, holy shit, right? I mean, it was just really cool. And and I love the fact that like you and Sean have relationships that allow for you to learn like you guys. And, and that's what I'm fortunate for too, right? Everything mm-hmm. we've done here, it allows me to learn. Oh, absolutely. Awesome. So we've got, and that's one of the fortunate things, Sean, myself, Andy, mm-hmm. John Dixon. Sure. We're part of this thing that we call the fire service kitchen table. Right. Which we have, we're coast to coast, and right. we have about 10 to 12 guys that are not the movers and shakers of the fire service, but we're all like-minded. Yeah. We want to better it. Just like this, what, what Pip's doing, what he did tonight. I agree. And what you're doing by bettering it, we're leaving the fire service better. So you learn something from Andy. I learn something from Andy all the time. I but then, I, then what do I do? I understand it, and then I pass that information. Yeah, but so let me ask you this, right? Go ahead. Why aren't guys paying it forward? I had this conversation the other night. There's so many guys that think their IP is worth something, right? And I agree it is to an their extent. Their intellectual property, yeah. Right, to an extent, right? But here's, here's, my, here's my take on it, right? Is that this day and age... To sip it, you have a training company. Mm-hmm. You have your knowledge and experience over the years that you've built out your training company. If you were willing to share some of that, more of that content for free, mm-hmm. you would get gain a bigger reward on the back end. So I believe that. I agree. Uh, I've been actually lately my my Instagram and Facebook posts. I've been doing a lot of my stuff on alarm systems, so I'm I'm, I'm piecemealing it out a little bit at a time because I think. Firemen need to be spoon-fed to a certain extent. We can we can sensory overload with, I can give you, duh, 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 duh. Sure. What do you get? You maybe get the first or second. Right. By the time you get to that third or fourth, duh, you're still thinking about one and two. Three and four just went like this. Yeah. Brawl, walk, run. Get it. So I'm, I'm putting small stuff out because it's it's, it makes our job easier. Like, hey, where do you find the alarm panel key? I don't do know. You, you put it up top. Sometimes you find it there. Sometimes there's different places there that there are. We spurred a conversation with with Pip. Pip's like, I'm making my collection. I'm like, what? One key at a time? And that's what it is. Right. There's extra keys. Somebody actually uh, got on the conversation, the chat on Instagram says, yeah, I'm a, I'm a tech. Those keys are for you guys. No shit. I'm like, wow. bing. Cool. I'm like, so I'm not stealing. Yeah, right, 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 <laughs> right. But I, I, think what's in, I think what's important about what we're talking about, though, is the fact that vetting what's out there today is difficult, right? There's a lot of people that, listen, I, I'm Joe Smith. I take John Herrick's class on Through the Lock. I take it two or three times at the local firehouses, and now I go out and I put out a piece of content because John Herrick's not putting out content. Right? And all of a sudden, they become an authority, but they have no right to even claim that they know anything about through the lock, let alone teach anyone or train anyone. Right, And so for me, what I'm looking at, and I, I think of it this way, is that this industry is not going to back up. It's going forward. Social media is not the devil. I, you know what? Did you see my story, Instagram story today? I, and this is funny because I just said Instagram story while we're talking about social media. I did a post, Gary Vaynerchuk, right? I don't know if you know who he is. If you don't, no uh, worries. I know the name, but I can't. If you go to my right Instagram now. story, it says, young and old, it's not it's not generational. Stop using it as an excuse. And it's a picture of, 
It's a picture of eight gentlemen on a train, black and white, in the 50s. Yes, reading, yes, I did see that. Reading newspapers. Yes. And the picture below it is eight people on a train looking at their phones. And I think, like, that picture truly got me today to think about that. And we like to use that as an excuse. And I think what's important is now more than ever in the fire service, and this is why the existence of national fire radio, the existence of thin red line radio, is because of social. It's because of getting in the, in the channels that matter because that's where people are listening. And I think guys like yourself that have a pedigree behind them with a message to share and training tips to share, you got to be in those channels because if you're willing to put it out there, you'll reap the reward. If you can teach people, like if you put your message out there that you know X, Y, and Z, and this is your specialty and you prove it right through your content, your salesmanship for selling classes and going out and teaching, you'll reap the reward of that. You know, like how do you on a national stage, how do you get your message out there? There's a couple guys, right? We have, what, 20 names in the fire service that are the, the godfathers. A couple, weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, I spent a weekend with a couple of the OG, I call them, right? It was funny. Sitting next to Ray McCormick, and I'm like, you're an OG. And he's like, what? And I'm like, the original gangster. I read your content growing up. Like, you taught me engine company work. Like, that type of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. But here's the deal. He's getting older, right? He's going to be retiring. Who's the product gonna, behind him? Who's coming up behind him? Who's, right. who's, who's going to be the next one? But the thing is this. Who's the next one can be anybody now because the channel is so much broader, yep. right? You you only had fire engineering and firehouse. And now in 2020, you have a lot bigger range. So who's the next? Who's the next class, right? And and it was funny because you know, we sat there, we did a podcast with, with unbelievable guys, Dave Gallagher, Ray McCormick, Mike Dugan, like the whole room, right? Uh, Mo Davis from Houston. We sat there in that room. And they're like, yeah, but we all had our guys. And I go, I know that. Every generation has their movement, right? Those guys that are willing to get their message out there to train the next generation. Who's our next generation? And what channels are they on to make sure that this younger generation is learning what they know? Because Joe Smo can tell them anything they want. And because it's on Instagram or YouTube, all of a sudden they believe in it. Well, and we got so be, yeah. With so I'm gonna go. I'll throw it. Do it. The West Coast. Yeah. Just engine company stuff. So you had Andy Fredericks. God right. forbid. And unfortunately, he passed away 9/11. Oh, dead. Right. Right. Absolutely. So the, the book of Andy's out there. Yeah. And now you have Ray. Ray's toting the engine company stuff. Yeah. Aaron Field. Right. A linguist. I get it. Sean. Sean's right now. Listen to this, and he's going. That's my guy. <gasps> Yeah, but here's Sean, the, Sean talks about him all the time. But let me ask you a question. How many 25-year-olds know who he is? Not many. Why? He's not getting his message out as much as he should. We watched him in FDIC in the big room. Phenomenal. And there's only so many people that can get out to FDIC. I get that. That's the problem. But that's part of the problem, right? That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. There are other platforms that are available to these guys. Get there. I live in it. So am I. Right. Absolutely. I mean, we're sitting in a room that is all about that. Yep. Right? But my thing is, is like, who the hell am I? I did a speech a couple weeks ago. Sebi was there. Right? 
I get up at the microphone. The first thing I said, now I'm sick as a dog. I have a fever. I have no, right, Seth? Barely any voice. Terrible. I had no voice. I was supposed to do like 20, 30 minutes, like this keynote talk. at this, at this all day, too. Yeah. <laughs> you get there. I feel like terror. I feel terror. I went for 10 minutes, and I'm like, I'm done. Like, I had yeah. to, like, bail off stage. And I felt bad, but they want me to come back and talk about it more. But I got up there, and the first thing I said when I got up there was, I have no idea why I'm here. Because I'm just like every single guy sitting in this crowd that I just love the fire service. And I want to spread the good word. And everybody's lo- like, there's crickets. Because a lot of people didn't know who I was. Yeah. And, and it, it was funny because to me, I hack attention based on the platforms that work. Right? I'm talking about tradition and culture. Man, do I wish I was a 24-year firefighter like I am but worked in an inner city where I had shit to tell you about, right? Think about it. If I was able to talk to you about forceful entry or hose work or ladder work, like I'm telling you, man, all day long. And there are guys out there that have plenty of things to share. I did Richie Stack out of Chicago. Richie's a great guy. Oh, my God. I love him. I love him to death. And I spent, I've I've gotten to know him through doing a couple weekends with him and going away with him a couple times on conferences or whatever unbelievable big-hearted guy with a pedigree behind him like no other he did a video that thing's up to two hundred and fifty thousand views on facebook all about throwing a uh, a roof ladder against a pitched roof at an angle 24 years in the fire service i never knew that did you but i'm tell me yes it's okay you're not hurting my feelings right But, but i had people like mike champo right come to my department Right. And teach. Right. So I learned some of that stuff. And plus with the, the readings. And, but, so you look at the fire service. We're what, 75, 70% volunteer, 30% career in yeah. our nation. And you know what? We're all professionals. Always. Because there's no 912. I'm stealing that from somebody. I'm not sure who that is. But, uh, but we're the professionals that, that show up. We gotta, we gotta handle it. And, I'm just fortunate that we had some people that before me when I was coming up as a firefighter to learn that they brought these other guys in, these professionals. These, uh-oh. Maybe, Wait, we're good. Maybe you can't. All right. But bring these other guys in that that have that passion for the job. Right. And in turn, that guy that had that passion for the job made me have that passion even more. Right. And Stop. want me to emulate I agree. what they're doing. If I, I could do... Half of a or a quarter of what Mike Champo does and his passion for it, I'd be fulfilled. What if Mike didn't come to your firehouse? What if what if you didn't have the ability to go to a conference where a name and a guy with the experience like Mike Champo wasn't able to be there and for you to be there to what to witness that passion? Now what? Right? So so and we talk about you don't know what you don't know. So you don't know that you're missing out unless <laughs> You had somebody say, hey, kid, get into the books. Hey, kid, get into get into the two magazines, the three magazines. Hey, kid, start watching. I'm going to go here. Start watching videos. Yeah. Vet the, vet, vet the videos because you got to make sure that you're not doing something stupid. Well, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer, right? Like anything you see out there, just like in general, right? Whether it's firefighting or just in anything life, <laughs> worldly life, yep. right? Experiences. You got to test them before you know if they work or not. Well, look at Amazon. So, when you buy something from Amazon, I'll right. throw that to you. Right. 
do you immediately swipe one one click purchase or or how many times are you reading the reviews oh, i read reviews all the time now my I, wife on the other hand i think she just one swipe clicks and the shit shows up there's boxes at the boxes. front door and i'm like are these ours no they're the neighbors and uh, she's full of it but i i agree i know exactly what you're talking about though yep. it's a good it's a good analogy and and so for myself though but here's the problem i think society's more full of one swipers than reading i agree reviews it's the instant gratification Correct. that we talked about earlier it, well i want it i want it i want it well I think I think it's our job as the senior firefighters to tell these junior firefighters it's great to have knowledge. That that. Oh, hands and, down, hands down. And I don't think that's coming out a lot. I think it's hey, you got to get knowledge. Maybe I'll give some to you, or I'll try and pass it on. But you got to vet that knowledge. Or it's the um, where's the senior guy? No, oh, he's he's out back on his phone arguing with his ex-wife about the kids, and then he took a phone call about his second job, um, and and his carpentry job. Uh, you know, he's a builder, so um, you know he's doing really well at that. So he needs to be involved in that. And and I'm not faulting any of that, that's but a, that's an uncomfortable conversation. Of course, it that is. has to occur. But here's the deal. We love, and that's why I brought that picture up before about the people reading the newspaper versus people reading their phones. Excuses are everywhere. You know, and, and I don't care if you're the, the older guy in the fire. You know, you could have 29 years in a firehouse. It doesn't make you a senior man. Same, same year. Right. I mean, think about it, right? And, and everybody, everybody has this conversation, but, but it's fact. It is fact, man. I got guys in my firehouse that have plenty of years in. They don't know what they're talking about. And and the younger kids weed through that pretty quick, right? Oh, absolutely. And then, and then all They've of a sudden... bullshit pretty quick. Right. And then all of a sudden, there's some bark from that guy, and they all look at him and be like, get out of here, man. Like, you, you have nothing to stand on. You know? And then you have the other guys that, you know, want to try to take some type of lead and educate and train and take those extra few minutes. And I... What, I, what we throw out at National Fire Radio is very much this. Life gets in the way of everything. Absolutely. I think, though, years and years ago, part of the disconnect now compared to years ago was guys would go to the firehouse and everything got turned off. We didn't have the ability to talk to the outside world where you were in a firehouse. And that's career or volunteer. Yeah, you had one phone. Right. No yeah, cell phones. In the, in the career service. Or you absolutely, had a, you had a right? phone. Volunteer house, the guys went down to the firehouse and nothing else mattered. Like, that was that was it. They just I, went there. I grew they up that way. They Absolutely. They turned it off, right? My father, when I was growing up, went to the volunteer firehouse on a Monday night. He was gone at 7 o'clock at night. Didn't come home until 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night or later. I enjoyed when I was a, uh, was a kid, my dad out on Long Island, Sundays. Sundays were giant games. So we'd hang out, watch the first half at home. Right. At halftime, we'd hop in the car and shoot to the firehouse. Right. And I'd sit, I'd sit on the other side because the guys would be at the bar. Yep. I'd sit in the other side of the uh, the rec room. That's what they called it, the rec room. And I wa- sat in a big chair, oversized chair, and I watched a game on my TV. You know, and, and it was that was that was life. But that was that was I. You know, I'm smiling about it now because of course I, that was that was a huge memory for me, and that was part of my indoctrination into the fire service, the brotherhood of how things go down. My, my father. And a lot of people now don't understand that because 
they didn't have that. I was fortunate to have that with my, with let my me, father. Let me, t- let me share a quick story with you. Go ahead. Um, my fa- I grew up second generation. My father was mm-hmm. a firefighter. Um, and growing up as a kid, um, the firehouse was kind of off limits to the kids. Like it was the guy's place. And my father didn't want to have to babysit his kids at the firehouse. And when I was a kid, ride our bike, chase the fire trucks around town when they had a call. Because back then they went out 100 times a year, but it was 70 fires and 30 bullshit, you know. <laughs> Yep. So on, right? A little different than it is today. But, and then any time I had the ability to like ride on the truck, whether it was like at a at the end of a parade back to the firehouse and it was a five minute drive, it was the most unbelievable experience of my life. Like as a kid, like, yep. oh my God, I get to ride on the truck. Like we don't even get to go in the fire. Like there's times when I was growing up that like, you know, now nah, kids, you know, you're not coming to the, you know, this is my place, you know? Yep, yep. And it, but that was the norm. And then when you have the ability to get led into that, it was such an unbelievable experience for me. And so I find myself now, fast forward, now I'm in the firehouse and, and my youngest my youngest daughter just turned 12 uh, yesterday. And um, I let them every once in a while, like we're doing, uh, we're doing something and I let them hop on the truck and they have that same look in their eyes. And it's because I don't allow them to make it an everyday thing. You have to special. make it special, right? Because I think what that does, like I know that my daughters, when they grow up, they will value the fire service as a real important part of their life. I have an entire fire department that knows every every guy in my firehouse knows who my kids are, and my kids know every single guy in that firehouse by name. That's you know, great. it's unbelievable, but it's also the hard work. But I have guys in my firehouse that we don't know their kids, and they don't know who I am, right? Like. It's, it's all about how you teach, right, Seb? Like, Sebby's a witness to this. Like, you know, it's all about how you educate and teach and raise and upbring. And if you, I really think the firehouse is, it parallels life. Like, if you raise your children correctly and it's please and thank you and your kids are polite and they hold doors open and they understand how to behave at a restaurant, right? You've done your job, right? They might talk back to me at home. My kids might be like, screw you, dad. <laughs> But outside, if their teachers think they're well-behaved and they do well in school and the older guys at the firehouse love my kids because they're appreciative and pleased and thankful and respectful, that's it. Respectful is huge. Right. We did our job as a parent. I agree. Now we need to do that at the firehouse. Right? And that's where I think the senior man's position is. And sometimes, again, like we, we talked about, if the senior man while a junior firefighter was coming up, and the senior man was very laid off, laid back, hands off, they're going to be the same way. Until they're given the power, because you don't, you don't have to be an officer to be a leader. Agreed. Right? Oh. You, don't need, you, don't need, you don't need these, and if the person that's doing this, boop, boop, you know, they shouldn't be doing this, because that's not helping, because that doesn't get respect. But if you empower your guys... To step up and make decisions. I do I do a lot of reading outside of the fire service. Right. One of my favorite books of all time that I've read, and I'm not a reader. My, it's funny. My mom's a my mom's a school teacher. She's an English, you know, she's retired now, but she was an English teacher by uh, by trade and everything else, and she grew up in Clifton and she f- almost fell on the floor when she found out that I wrote like articles for like <laughs> major <laughs> magazines. Yeah, she's like, "You hated writing. You hated reading." But going back to reading and write, uh, reading, Jocko stuff. 
Jocko right. Welling. You yep. know, Extreme Ownership. That's my top, top book ever. I must have listened to that thing 15 to 20 times on audible.com. And now I just downloaded the new one. I got I to gotta listen to that. I listen to all his books. And I listen to the podcast. Because... It's great to listen to Viscuso on leadership in the fire service, but I, I love Frank's stuff. But Frank's stuff is, we learned that in kindergarten, in grammar school. Say please and thank you. What we just talked about. Play well with others. Play well, share your toys in the sandbox. Frank's got a great message. Right. I like listening to the military stuff a little bit, a little bit more. It's a little sure. bit different. But um, I don't know. I'm going to let you in on something. I, I passed on two books. I use uh, Chief Hobelman's book. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Not. It's a leadership book. Right. And I did a thing called a legacy. I called it a legacy book. I listened to somebody else. I'm stealing it from somebody. But I, I read the book. I signed my name to both of them and dated it. And I handed it to two junior lieutenants. I love that. And I said, hey, when you're done reading it, think about who you want to pass this on to. Yep. And this is, I've still potentially had five to seven probably over seven years to uh, go before retirement. I said, when I retire, I want to find out who has that book. Right. I want to see the names that got signed and see where they are in their career. I don't care about the promotion. I want to see that they're respected. I love it. What do we want? We want somebody to say, he's a good fireman. Yeah. I don't care about me being an officer. That's right. I want to hear that John was a good fireman. Yeah, John was good. Because that, that makes, because I work to get that. Mm -hmm. You know, we... The first time we met, we were talking up in, uh, up in I think it was New York, at uh, when you did yes. the Fools. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And we were talking, and you're, you're like, are you an optimist or a pessimist? And I said, I'll tell you right now, outside the firehouse, the glass is empty. It's not even full. There's not a drop of water in it. But the firehouse, I'm the constant cheerleader, and the glass is full, and it's over uh, overflowing. Yeah. And you asked why. I said, because you have to do that. Whether you're a natural leader or a leader by... By promotion, you've got to be that cheerleader. You've got to bring that department up, and you got to push, and you got to make it better. Because if you don't, you're part of the problem. I love it. Can't be that cancer. You got ah, to be the cure. You're you're preaching, man. I mean, I I I'm well, right there. But that's what it's about, and that's part of the passion of being being an instructor. You know, I I've worn a lot of hats in the fire service. Started out as a firefighter, EMT. This is back in 93. I got my I got my EMT. And 92, I got my EMT. So I became a fireman in 93, had my EMT, became in a, dis, uh, a dispatcher, police, fire, and EMS. I did it all for a small town. And it was only it was only me there. And then and then I became a fire inspector. And then I did arson investigation. Right. So I've seen what we do in the fire service. I've been promoted into officer and everything else. But it's I, having the having seen what we do and how we do it makes me a better instructor. Uh, I I get that completely. I mean, I'm I'm just I'm listening to like your backstory, and uh, I love that because for me, I know so many guys that have done all that. Right? They go. They're constantly looking for something more. Yep. Right? Because they enjoy it so much. And I think like the the truth. We have to have the honest conversation too that we do this for ourselves. Oh yeah, as much better, as I want to better myself. Absolutely, and, and you know what? It's what fireman doesn't like competition. Well, that's right. So what? Hey, I'm going to go to this class. We're going to do this together. I'm going to beat your time. We're going to do this. Absolutely, Come absolutely. On. 
But I, I think, you know, it's funny when we sit around and we, you know, the, the cliche of, you know, I'm here to serve, I want to do this, I want to do that. You know, there, I'm a firm believer, like, I know for myself the reason why. Like, yeah, it's nice to give back to your community and, and, and help somebody in need. I do it for my personal satisfaction, man. I'm an adrenaline junkie. I love it. I love to get I dirty. Cool. I love to bleed. I love to blow snot out of my nose. <laughs> I love going to fires. Like, there's nothing bad. Like, I, I truly have a dilemma as a volunteer fireman. Like, if it's my kid's birthday or going to a fire or it's my uh, whatever, right? Like, I love going to fires. And, and you, don't, you, don't get to, you don't get to pick when they are. And so, like, for me, man, Sebi will tell you, man, I'll push guys out of the rig and get in the rig to go to a job. I mean, that's hands down, right? Like, we're, we're competitive and we want to go to work because it's not so much of the fire. It's so much as going and proving your skills and testing yourself and showing that you're ready to go to work and you're combat ready, if you will, right? Quote, unquote, combat ready. Yeah. But I love that, man. I absolutely love that. I love from going zero to 60 in a matter of a half miles a an hour. Yeah. Absolutely. So I got a funny story, and uh, it's not so funny because it actually incurred pain, and I was out of work for a little bit. I was working fire prevention. That's pretty funny. I was working fire prevention, and uh, we had a report of a dog that fell through the ice. Okay. The kids were there. Yeah. So I go down. My boss drops me off the firehouse, hop in the rescue. We got a couple of guys. We're suiting up. I do like ice rescue. I enjoy it, whatever else. I look at the one guy. I said, hey. Doesn't have as much time as me. I said, hey, dog's probably going to uh, be scared. It may bite. Just be careful. Right. Who gets suited up and puts on, put on the uh, the sled bait? I'm out. All right, no problem. Dog's not a happy camper. It's, ah, you know, barking. But so I reached. So, but the ice was uh, thin enough that uh, the sled fell through and slid off. Now, I'm, I'm buoyant in it. Right. Turn the dog around, spinning around so the dog's mouth is away from me. Left hand dominant. Ice shelf's right here. I go to grab the back of the neck. Dog whips around and bites me. Into the water, it releases, all this up. Dog's here, hands here, out of the water. Getting infection. Uh, I'm out of work for almost a month or two. Uh, Come down with shingles. Oh, it was bad. Jesus. It was bad. I was in a retention pond, so that's part of the, oh, part of okay. the issues. Right, we right, went to the right, hospital, right, got right, it cleaned right, out, everything right, else. Right. But long story short, I told the guy what to be prepared for. I thought I was prepared for it. Of course. I still got dinged. Of course. Bad things happen, even when we're better prepared for them. So what did we buy? We bought a snare. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. But I, I also think, um, I also think, and I'm, I'm just looking into my phone real quick because I want to I look at something here. But, um, I, you know, you talk about, like things going sideways when, you know, even if you think you're ready or you know what you're doing and so on. I can't find what I meant to buy there. Do I know that? Isn't that always the way? The beauty of ignorance. You know what the problem So part of the problem with National Fire Radio is the amount of photos I have on my phone. So you only took like half a million before with Amy Freeze. You have to. Amy, let's talk about that for a minute. Can we talk about that? Dude. I was so, so I mean I didn't know her backstory at all. No, I didn't either. But like a lot of people listening or that may end up listening to what we're doing right now, um, have no idea who she is. So she's a meteorologist for ABC Seven in New York City, which is uh, ABC Seven in New York City. I think is probably 
the most popular news station in the world. Like, I think it has the most viewership and so on. And she's one of the meteorologists. They have like four or five of them, but she's a rock star, man. And like, so, but she's athletic and she's fit and she's into, um, but it's not natural. No, it's not, right. It's, it's not hard the natural work, right. She had a hard work. Wow. And I, I liked what she was talking with Pip regarding the restart because I'm there in my life. I get it. And my wife and I, I try to restart there. like once a week and it just doesn't it, take. It's tough because life gets in the way. You're right. And, you know, so you go from buying, buying a gym membership and just letting that money rot to buying equipment that gets dusty. My daughter <laughs> is a trainer. She works. She runs a gym. She trains it. I mean, she trains. I can't even tell you how many people a day. Personal trainer runs a very busy gym, and uh, and and I just I can't get there yet. And it, it has nothing like growing up. I mean, it's funny because I'm a big guy and I carry a lot of weight. But even when I was in the best shape of my life, I played high school sports. I played Division One college sports. I mean, I played lacrosse, Division One, uh, uh, Marist College, Double A. Yeah. I, went down to, I was in Loyola for a little bit. Okay. Down in uh, Baltimore. Yeah. And, um, oh, yeah. And and so uh, even in my best shape, I carried weight. But now it's like just full out, like just. It's just weight. Life is busy <laughs> and it's just weight, you know? And we all make those excuses. But tonight was cool, man. I, I'm excited for Pip and his podcast um, because I think it, it, it really spreads a good message. Um, it it sends outside the fire and emergency oh, services. Without a doubt. Without a doubt, but I, I think it's um, it's also a personal journey. I mean, I know my struggles, and I know that, listen, I enjoy, one of my hobbies is eating out. Like, we go to good restaurants, and I enjoy good cocktails. And You're a foodie like good, me? Right, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'll tell you right now, I love cooking. I know I love, a lot. I of, love eating look, my you own know food. What? I know a lot of guys that don't appreciate what I appreciate. Like, I, like my wife and I, we truly perfect going out. Like, we go to good restaurants, and we eat good food, good meals, oh, yeah. great craft cocktails. Like, we're into all of that. And that's my lifestyle. And then and then I work probably 80 hours a week on t- with everything involved. And so, but there's still, and, and it's funny with Pip. Pip's like, yeah, but you still got 15 minutes a day. Now, of course he's right. So and that's why I'm I hate gonna, him. I'm like throw I, something else out. Jim. Yeah. He's right. 15 minutes. Yep. How bad is a PT visit for an hour right. three times a week? But you make that happen. I've learned. I've had that issue. Yep. Whether it's my ACL that I tore or whether it's my neck or my back that's that flares up every once in a while, that 15 minutes in the gym or at home prevents that hour every wow. three times a week. Listen, I've been fortunate. And I'm, 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 on, I'm on the struggle bus right now. I was motivated tonight just sitting and listening. Right. I, I'm gonna get on the Echelon bike that we just bought that I think has got dust on it already. Probably. But I'm gonna hop on that tomorrow. It's good. And I'm gonna ride for a little bit. I'm gonna get ass sore and all that other stuff from sitting on the bike because I haven't dude, I've ridden a bike since I've been sixteen, right? I get it. Right? Because at sixteen I could ride freaking around Mars. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Think about it. Every kid in North Jersey at age sixteen, their thighs were rock solid because they were going up hills and downhills. Riding their bike everywhere they could go. I uh, turn seventeen. What do you do? That bike gets hung up. Yeah, I don't know about sixteen. Like I stole my brother's. I stole my brother's moped at fifteen, (laughs) sixteen, and cruised around 
Um, drove down to Patterson, picked up a six pack, you know, <laughs> that was my life growing up. But, uh, I mean, maybe, uh, 13, 14, riding my bike around town, but that's funny. No, but I get it. And, and I just, I'm, I'm excited for Pip. I'm excited for his content. I'm excited that it's going to kick me in the ass when I sit here and watch that. Absolutely love it. Absolutely. You know, as, as John's taking some selfies over here. Well, why not? Listen, I, I think ultimately all of this, John, and just sitting down with you tonight, you and I have never really have done this before. You know, I mean, we really got to meet tonight. I mean, we've met a couple times, but yeah, but we haven't really uh, we talked or chatted it up. And I'm a I'm a firm believer, um, and I talk about this a lot in our content and and what we do is that you got to surround yourself with like minded people, and good things happen. Absolutely. Um, when when the message is clear and you want to talk about the good stuff. And not dwell on the bad. I mean, listen, we all have bad in our lives. We all have um, our baggage, our issues, and um, and that's okay. And we have to deal with that. Um, but I think when it comes to the fire service and the job that we all love, um, you know, there's that common core, that commonality of why we do. And I think when the guys have the right mission, they can sit around for hours like this over a beer. That's that's how Sean and I came yeah. about. Right. I met Sean on social media and blah, blah, blah. And then I met Sean in at FDIC right. two years ago. Right. And we're like, listen, dude, we're, we're two peas in a pod, but we're like, we're like not Abbott and Costello. He's, he's a, he's a big dude. I got it. He's a big dude. and I'm a skinny dude. And he's from Buffalo and I'm from Jersey. But every two weeks I need to talk. Sure. And I need to record with him on the thin red line radio just because it helps both of us. Yeah. It helps. It's cathartic off gas and we pass around a little bit of knowledge that we've dealt with and then hopefully we bring in a uh, somebody to interview sure they share their knowledge and sure and I are like holy shit i didn't know that did you know that oh, we didn't know that and we share it with an audience that actually listens to us yeah I, cool i think it's great but it's but it's you're absolutely right like-minded individuals it's so gonna make are gonna make our fire and not only that but you know we you know we all have our struggles and we all have our demons and um I think, though, that, you know, a lot of times we don't get to surround ourselves with people that make us better, or we don't allow ourselves to open up to find those people that are in the same corner as us. I mean, I, I'm very fortunate, you know, in, in these two years of National Fire Radio, not only have I rounded myself out with incredible people like Sebi and Rob and Tucker and, and the rest of the crew that really believe in my vision with what we're doing and where we're going. But I get to sit down like with guys like you tonight. I get to sit down. Sean Egan, I mean, let's talk about this guy for half a second, right? <laughs> I mean, he's a firefighter in a city not not named Buffalo. I don't, I don't know if you're talking about it or not, but whatever. Yeah, right? He's he's a fireman with with a with a long history of busy houses and a good dude. Second largest and, uh, I think city in yeah. New York. Oh, they go to they go to work. They go to tons they of go work. To, they go to work all the time and and this guy is a lighthearted, happy, jolly guy, He's a great guy who just enjoys the firehouse and enjoys talking about the job. And he's an incredible family man. And I, and I got that out of him just in the few uh, interactions I had with him. And we were talking. We did it on tap. I, I brought Bobby yep. Eckert up to Buffalo. Um, and what an incredible experience. And this guy, Sean Egan, rolled out the red car before us, spent time with us. I mean... What an incredible guy. Um, and I think there's guys like him everywhere. We need to find them. And then we need to get their message out there. 
give them a voice because the fire service is so good. Like I love, I have the ability for the last two years to travel across the country and hang out with guys and girls and, and learn about the job and learn about where they are and learn what they do and see what they do. And then it's infectious, man. I come back and I feel bad because like my department's great department. I've, I absolutely hands down love my fire department, but man, do we not check all the boxes? That's the norm, right? Like you would think, oh, Jeremy's Firehouse has got to be incredible culture, incredible tradition, incredible this, because that's who he is. You would think, but I have, we have all of our issues like every other firehouse. Every firehouse has got it. That's right. And that's why we have to fight the cancer that there is. Yeah. And I talk about that, John, the cancer, we always talk about fire service cancer and we're talking about the carcinogens and you know, uh, all that, everything that has to do with the medical term of cancer. But I'm like, we never talk about the other cancer in the firehouse. The cancer that kills most people. Yeah, it does. It does. And it stop, starts at the bottom sometimes. A lot of times it starts at the top. I think, a lo- I think most often it starts at the top because if you have a positive top, it filters down to the bottom. When, it, when, it, when a guy comes into the firehouse... And the firehouse is a positive environment and a solid culture. Stays. Yeah. I mean, those guys then, that's all they know. You used the word before. It's infectious. Oh, yeah. It's contagious. And guys trying to better the place. Whether, it's funny. Guys will fight. Not fight. The wrong word. Guys will argue about spending a little extra cash for certain things but then turn around and we'll dump cash into a whole other project. Of course. It, it's it's funny. Like, hey, I don't want to pay two extra dollars on dinner, so it's going to be $7. But, hey, you want to get a giant screen TV yeah. or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or or we want to redo the, uh, right. the day room. Right. Hey, I'll, I'll throw some of my stuff. And I'll do my specialty. And that's one of the cool things about the fire service. We've got guys and girls that have, that have things just outside or – Knowledge outside the fire service. Absolutely. I, I was fortunate enough as I was coming through college and picking up side gigs with a plumber or electrician. Uh, never a spackler. I'm horrible at spacking. But that's where the, that's why people, that's an art. I don't you know, I want nothing to do with it. I, do I, I, all of that. I'll tell you Absolutely. right now, the best wall is probably the last seam that I ever do because I got yeah. so good right. after doing it. I get you it. Know? But then I forget about it to the next time. <sighs> I start painting five minutes into it. I call someone. Yeah, it's... But the thing is, we we have to capitalize on the people's knowledge and experience to make our job better. Yeah. I had a senior guy that was an HVAC expert. His parents, I, I believe, owned a uh, uh, oil company, so he knew what he was talking about. I'm not I'm not really strong with with furnaces and sure. stuff like that. So as an officer, as a junior, as a young lieutenant, hey. You're it. Share my knowledge. Share the knowledge. Absolutely. You tell me. I'm following your lead. Right. But you're the boss. No, no, no. You're the expert. You're the SME. That's right. Subject matter expert. You know a lot. You tell me what's going on. I'll get you what you need or what we got to do. That's right. You tell me. I agree. And I think it's important because we have that within the fire service, whether it's carpentry or any of the other trades or even somebody that's got an HR background. Use them to speak out how to communicate with others better. Our job's about communication. I agree. What do you say? 85% downtime, 15% busy? Right. 
but we're talking to people 100% of the time. Whether it's inside the firehouse. I'd say it. And that's or outside the firehouse. Right. Absolutely. And it's across the board. It's across the board. So, we have yeah. to know how to talk to people. But we I sure think we can, we can go on all night with this. <laughs> we, we absolutely could. I mean, we can keep going. But, you know, I, I agree with you, John, 110%. And I, I think just, just to bring it back around, I mean, this was an impromptu bullshit session over a couple oh, of years. But I love it. But I, I really firmly believe that, you know, I we get um, we get a lot of people that reach out to us, younger guys that are struggling in departments, whether it's a small department, big department, but feeling lost, not not having the right direction, not having a officer that leads them or a, a senior man in their house that sets the tone. Um, and it's a it's a struggle for them. And I I have to say, you know, um, Content like ours, I like to think that we're trying to um, point them in the right direction or at least give them, uh, you know, some understanding of some of the issues we deal with. And I know you guys at Thin Red Line Radio Podcast, um, you do very much the same thing. And um, I think it's important. And I think not everybody has the ability to be in a great department. And I think not everyone has the ability to um, go to fires every tour. You know, that's a, that's a real, you know... I was kind of to wrap this up, but we might hit on this real quick, right? So I have a lot of people reach out. Like, everybody likes to talk about going to fires, but the reality is, is that even if you're in the busiest cities, I mean, even New York City has houses that don't go to fires. Absolutely. Right? Just because you're a New York City fireman doesn't mean you're going to work. All right? right? We'll, we'll throw a little out there. Manhattan, yeah. what do they go to? Sure. They may go to fires. A lot of alarms. A lot of alarms. And I'm not a lot of smells and bells. And I'm not a New York City specialist, but the reason why I point that out is because they probably have over 300 firehouses in the city. And and that's not fact. I don't know how many houses, but I can only assume there's probably that many. I mean, I know how big of a department it is with five boroughs. But my point is this, right? They have sleepy houses and they have busy houses. And the American Fire Service is probably made up of 80% of the fire companies are not going to fires every tour or every day. And so, you know, we need to start having some realistic conversations too, that even through social media in which we're a social media platform, but please understand that, you know, yeah, get your reps in and train, but not everybody has the ability to go to fires every day, but that doesn't make them less credible. You have to be ready for your fire. I agree. And and not to, not to sound like an announcer or anything, but, you got to be ready because you never know when you're, the bell's going to hit and it's say, hey, work and fire. How about this one? Work and fire with entrapment. Right. What does that do to you? Holy crap. Tightens Absolutely. them right up. Right. You know, back door gets a little tighter. Now, especially if you're on the uh, the truck company because you know you're going to go in and find that primary search. Get a force in, do what you got to do. First do engine company. Hey, I got to have quick water on this. Not fire. even. Put you it know? in a volunteer department with a with a six-man engine company rolling in with a second-do company coming in three minutes behind them. John Wayne we gotta, time. We got to get a we got to get a line to the fire, and we need to start searches, right? Like, but those are those issues. And and for me, what I'm starting to value more and more, just through feedback of people that listen to our content, listen to our podcast, and send me messages on social, is that you're absolutely right, man. Not everybody has the ability to be a Philly, New York, Baltimore, PG County. Uh, LA, you know, and that's Houston, just because, right. All that I mean, stuff. right. Not everybody has the ability to go to work all the time. And so we have to have realistic conversations too that says like, yeah, those guys are, are and I'll say it, they're blessed with fire. They have the ability to go to fire and they have the ability to put their put their hard work 
to work every single day or every other tour and they have the ability to do that and frankly like that's fantastic and i'm not wishing ill will obviously but this is a fireman's podcast like you know going to work is what we want to do like we go to we go to the firehouse that morning or that that evening and we want to like okay let's showcase our talents hope we get a job tonight I've been working my ass off. I've been it's doing. funny. One of the things I say, you know, some guys are like, oh, I'll see you at the big job. I'm like, I'll see you at the small one. Yeah. I love the small one. See you at the small one. Give me, I love a good can job. Uh, give me a mattress <laughs> fire any single day with a good smoke condition. <laughs> Dude, right? I'll tell you right now, that mattress smoke is the worst. Oh, it is. Dude, you ever see the purple haze coming off that stuff? Because yeah. of all the chemicals? Ah, disgusting. But the point is this. Give me a room <laughs> of contents. Give me a small fire that puts us to a challenge but doesn't keep me there for four hours, right? Exactly. Like Go surround and drown on right, it. Right, absolutely. I mean, the, the big one is, listen, the first five minutes of the big one is fun, and then the rest of that is... Hook up and look up. Right. That's it. You... <laughs> So, I'm sorry, man. You reminded me of like Pennington when you say shit like that. You know these rhymes. Wait, wait, hold shit. on. No, I Stop. Just... I don't. I don't sound like Jeff Foxworthy. First of all, right, cut, cut that, Seb. Cut that. <laughs> but I, but Good old I, Ryan. But I have to say, like, you know, I mean, and and but that's part of the fun of this too is like being able to know different guys and to have those conversations. Um, but it's good, and and the fire service is good, and you being here tonight is a true indication of. You know, just relationships and why we enjoy this and why we do this. And yeah. uh, you have an open invite anytime you want. I we're going to get you it. and Sean on. It's just a matter of getting it done. Yeah, we're working um, on that. I, you know, I messaged Sean, him. He's hanging out at the Kiss concert he's tonight. V- very busy tonight. Very wearing busy. His, wearing his platforms and his and his makeup. Did he send you a picture? Is he in full makeup tonight? Uh, no makeup. I think I, I think he's just taking video of the, uh, the stage. All right. So, but we'll get to, I would love to get you guys on because I, I do love what you do. And like I said, like, I don't have the ability to digest a lot of content, but I do, I do listen to your podcast and great. Um, thank you. I find tremendous value in it. And like I said, I mean, there's been a couple that really stick out with me um, and so on. So please keep viewing what you guys do because it does make a difference and people are listening. Your call in show couldn't have been on the worst day ever. I couldn't. I wanted to call in and I could not. I was literally in a position where I could not call. So I'm all right. I'm gonna le- let this leak. We're looking to do a call-in show for Thanksgiving. Uh, for excuse me, we did the Thanksgiving one. What do you want for Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day. And you know what? We're gonna call it. It's about them. Yeah. And and the spin on this is it's about them. It's about the people that support us. I like that. It's about the people, the family members that understand that we are going to pick up and well, volunteer time and run out the door well, they when, have you're serving, to. when you're serving dinner or serving breakfast or whatever else. My man, they certainly have to understand it's all about them because you want them to call in on Valentine's Day. Absolutely. So I have to explain to my wife that I have to call you on Valentine's Day instead of you know being we're, out. We're looking her. to do this hopefully a day or two before. <laughs> oh, okay. So, all right. Come on. So no, that's it, good. It is what it is. But uh, of we're... Course. We're looking. Uh, That's funny. Sean and I have a blast with it, and hopefully to expand it. And it's awesome. But I appreciate you uh, your invite for coming well, back. Listen, I, had a blast. I, I Thank think you, bro. I think um, I think anybody that's willing to spread the good word um, will always have a place here, and um, because that's truly what we're all about. Um, too much negativity in this world, whether in the fire service or not, just negativity, um, and I think it runs rampant. And when we allow that to get into the firehouse, it's that cancer that we were talking about, and we can't have that. So for us here, our main mission is to spread the good word and to tell everybody that the fire service is alive and well, man. Brotherhood is, the brotherhood is good. Share the knowledge. So, John, thanks, brother.
Thank you, sir. Pleasure having a beer with you and sitting down tonight. And uh, well, I'm not, not even a sign out. I mean, it's goodbye. It's awesome. Thanks, bro. No, thank you.